everybody. Welcome to Uptime tonight. Glad to be with you. Uh, Greg, who is normally running the show here with all the intros and stuff like that, he is on vacation tonight, much needed vacation. So, and I got to turn this off here. So, if you have just us tonight, so you might be missing some of the bells and whistles, but I'm sure you guys would be okay with that. But I'm going to leave it up to Kevin to give us our proper intro as far as everything that Greg would normally say. You ready, Kevin? Yes, I'm ready. It says, uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is February 21st, 2023. I'm Kevin. And if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And today's verse of the day is Romans 13, 9 through 10. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there by any other commandment it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Amen. You know, I love about that. You have part of the Ten Commandments in there. You know, and you know, the Ten Commandments shows us the character of God, okay? Mm. The sinless, holy God, all right? And he gives us the Ten Commandments, and let's face it, you know, we break some of those commandments, okay? That, that's a given. But that is why Jesus came to the earth, shed his blood, so that we would have eternal life in heaven. We are saved by his works alone. His works alone atones for our sins, because God knows that we come short of him every day. The Bible says we always fall short of the mm-hmm. glory of God on a daily basis. Okay. So us together as a panel, if you're wondering, if you're joining us for the first time, we believe that we are saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. The moment you believe the Holy Spirit seals you spiritually and you are sealed until the day you die, you go up to heaven or you are sealed until the rapture resurrection if you make it that long. Okay. But it is a gift. It is a straight up gift. And I talked about a video I posted today that this gift has two phases to it. The first phase is dealing with your spirit. The second phase is dealing with your body at the rapture resurrection. Our God, he is not stupid. He knows Kevin, that Kevin is divided up into physical Kevin, Kevin's soul, Kevin's spirit body. He understands that. Okay, so he didn't just save Kevin's spirit and then make Kevin work for the salvation of his body at rapture resurrection. No, the whole thing is a gift. Okay, you're God saves you through grace, through faith, and your spirit's regenerated. So that's a gift. But you don't have to say, I know the people out there and big preachers too that say, okay, you're saved. But if you are not, if you are not being good, you're not following the Ten Commandments, the, the Sabbath, then when the rapture resurrection comes along, you'll be left behind because that is a reward for faithfulness. Last time I checked, guys, a reward is for something you receive when you work for something. Mm. Yeah, anybody yeah. that says that, I even hear Perry Stone preach that all the time. He's a big preacher. You're you are raptured because of your faithfulness. Okay, yeah. it's a reward. I was like. 
No, Perry, you're wrong. It is a gift from God. Mm. Unspeakable right? gift. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that's, where, that's, where, Go that's where we differ from Catholics, um, mm-hmm. where Catholics <laughs> believe that the justification is a two-step process. It's first accepting Christ as your Savior, but then doing works. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't believe that. We believe that salvation, um, you are immediately justified by your faith, mm-hmm. by, through God's grace. And that is um, not going to separate you from Christ. Um, nothing is going to separate you at that point. So that's the difference, is that we believe it's a free gift, and that's salvation. And then there is a second part, but th- that some people call it sanctification, and that's when you work on the things of your soul in order to have rewards later on and so that you can lose your soul here on earth so you can gain it in heaven. That's what those passages talk about. So you have to remember that spirit and soul are two different things, right? And, of course, your body's different. I mean, your soul is, is your mind, your emotions, your thoughts, your will, things like that. And that lives in your heart along with your spirit. And then those two, of course, war all the time. And then your members of your body do things that your soul wants them to do that your spirit does not want them to do. And that's why you have Paul talking about the war and that he does things that he doesn't want to do and the things that he does want to do in his spirit, he's not doing. And so that's why you got to renew your mind. Exactly. Daily. Exactly. That's and that's right. the, that's the daily renewal of the mind. Um, so that you can, and how do you do that? Through the word. <laughs> so you get into the word, the word instructs you, it lets you know what's right and what's wrong and what not to do and what to do. And then you dwell on it and you live in it. And then all of a sudden you're, you are living as Christ lives within you. That's Galatians 2.20. The second work of the cross is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. But it doesn't make any sense to you until you get born again. Oh, yeah. It's not not going to make any sense to people who are just tuning in for the first time that don't know anything about Jesus Christ. Because the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness unto them, Mm. you can't can't discern them spiritually because it's... once Once you have made Jesus Christ the Lord in your life, you believe God raised him from the dead, you have that, like you guys have been talking about, that that gift that you can't earn, it's a free gift, It's a, you're sealed with it, then when you start getting into the Word, the Word will start to make sense to you. Mm. Then sanctification, justification, redemption, the ministry of reconciliation, uh, the fact that the Word says we have the righteousness of Christ, those things will make sense to you. Right now we can say them, they're, they're, they won't make any sense to you. Mm. But as you do it, is this is this verse he just brought up here? I am crucified with Christ. Actually, it was actually the word am is was. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I lived, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's the laying down of his life that gave us life, that took us from death unto life. And that's why. That's why we serve him. Mm-hmm. What? Um, it's it's is, because because we're blessed because because he took he took some uh, frail human beings, which we still all are, and he put within us an unspeakable gift, like Bob was talking about at the outset here. 
you know, we, we couldn't never work hard enough for this. Well, right. how, how would you work hard enough to, uh, you know, how many indulgences would you have to pay in order to get to heaven? <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. You guys that are familiar with the Roman Catholic faith, Impossible. Um, you know, you, you could never do it. It had to be by the, you know, talks in Hebrews, it had to be by the, the one sacrifice that God would accept. And that's, that was the death of his son. The shedding of the perfect, innocent blood, this blood that was without spot. This, right. this is an incredible thing. And then it, when you get into it, then you appreciate what he's given you. And you're you're willing to, as Kevin was just saying, willing to renew your mind, put on the word of God, because we have to. Because the world is constantly trying, and Michael can attest to this, the world's constantly trying to hammer you with, you try to do research in the word. And all the, I call him split food. He comes along and he says, ah, oh, no one, no one cares about that. Hmm. They, yeah. they've got their they've got their life to live well if no one cared about it then we wouldn't be doing this that's what i look at it if no one if no one was out there that still needed to be brought into the family then we wouldn't be doing this yeah, true if there weren't people out there that that needed to hear the the research and the different things that you guys are doing and putting out there we wouldn't be here and once again i talk too much i can't help it it's a radio guy in me <laughs> but um at the same time i sometimes i sometimes i think it's the it's the oral roberts evangelistic spirit or something that comes across me but but uh it's a very important thing and it is the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life you guys will agree with me on that Amen. because this decision is for eternity and this is not something to be taken lightly and don't put off to, till tomorrow what you should be doing right right now if you're not. Well, let me uh, l- let me mention. Consider this: you've I mean, got this- eternal life, right? Eternal life is the free gift. Um, think about how amazing and how above hum- humanity that really is. I mean, we're talking about eternal life. And so it only makes sense that there's absolutely nothing that we can do in terms of um, achieving it um, or, you know, working toward it uh, to obtain it that way. There, uh, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's not a human thing. <laughs> so eternal life is, is we, we are finite beings here. And the only way that we can become infinite and become glorified is through the work that Jesus did on the cross and then God raising him from the dead. So those two things in conjunction, believing that allows you to have eternal life because of God's grace. Otherwise there's no other path. See, it's, it's not a human thing that we can climb a ladder or we could do something in order to get it. It's based off of faith. It's based off your spirit. And that's what God always looks at, the inner man, the spirit, and says, what is this spirit all about? And when the spirit claims Jesus Christ as their savior, then that is you are immediately justified in God's eyes. You are made righteous through Christ. 
nothing that you can do. We can't make ourselves righteous. So it's all the power of Christ himself. Amen. And you give that after, yeah. gift, you, you accept that gift, then you're good. Then, then you have eternal life. There's, it, there's nothing you can do at that point actually to cut it off either. So you it are after your heart. That. See, you yeah. your heart out of the heart come the issues of life. So that's what God's looking for. That was what he was looking for with me all those years ago. That's a proverb. You know, a heart, a hard headed hippie <laughs> that, that it's just, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't need this Jesus. And you look yeah. into all these different religions and all these different ways. And I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of truth in every religion. Out yeah. there. There's a little bit of truth. Yeah, there's, stolen only truth. One, there's only one representative of the truth that was ever crucified, buried, raised from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's coming back. And he's coming Amen. back. So yeah. if somebody says you're narrow-minded, so be it. I'm not, yeah. I would rather be narrow minded with the truth. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Well, isn't why yeah. is the path to destruction? Yeah. So, why, why not be on the narrow road? If you're like, yeah. hey, you're, you're narrow minded, oh, good, good. Yeah. Because that yeah. narrow mind in the, in the right way is, is the only way to eternal life because the other way is wide and it is a path to destruction for eternity. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I got a, I got a question yeah. for you guys. Why would, why would, you know, if, if, and I'm just, let me play the devil's advocate for a second. If this is true, if it's true, um, why would the one true and living God have more than one way? Right. Do, do you think that he's not powerful enough to make thousands of different ways for people to get back to him? Mm. Sure. <laughs> But he, he chose, and I, I know I'm sounding facetious, but he chose to, his, to give his only begotten son who gave his life. He laid his life down, it says in the word of God. Yeah. He laid it down. What, what, yeah. love, what, what more love could somebody have for someone else to lay down their life for him? Exactly. I, I don't know. I get really. Yeah. See, Bobby, I yeah. think you hit the nail on the head there. It really just comes back to love, right? Because God yeah. wants to show us that he is our redeemer. He's the one who loved us. It's all him. He deserves all the glory. We are his creation. And I think he has every right to be the, the only one, the way, the truth and the life. And I think it's so awesome. And um, just talking about all this, is it's kind of really exciting to listen to you guys go on about it. I'm just sitting here trying to pull up verses as fast as I can. But uh, talking about with uh, what Kevin was talking about with trying to the penances or whatever they would call it with the Roman Catholics, I'm not really too sure. But I, what came to mind was the law, right? It was a established set of rules. It was a a schoolmaster, right, to – Reserve people to the faith in Jesus Christ. But check this out. I really like this. Galatians three twenty one through 22. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. If there had been a law which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. And I think that goes back to what you guys were all talking about in the beginning, that 
God's ways are just so much higher than than our ways, and He makes things so simple for us. Because if if it was up to us, um, oh, I've used, you know we would we would stick our hand into a fire, and you know we hey don't touch this, it's hot. Shut up! <laughs> you know, like that's just how we are. It, it's our fallen nature. You know, if Jesus didn't do what He did, if God didn't do what He did. We would all be lost without him. And I think growing in that grace every day and abounding more and more in Jesus to know really the full extent of how much he paid for us. I mean, just to say that it's by your works, just oh. it's just detestable to me. No. It's, being narciss- it's being narcissistic, you know, because mm-hmm. if that were the case, all of you guys would would be way ahead of me. I mean, yeah. you, you guys are you guys are the brains of the outfit. Let's put it that way. You guys are researchers and and uh, look look at look at Doc. He's smiling now. I mean, compliment him and and uh, and Michael and, and Kevin. You guys really you guys are are sharp cookies. I'm embarrassing you, aren't I? But going to do it. No, man, I'm a but stale you cookie. No, I'm just and, uh, well, it, but it's true. You know the the things that you've accomplished, the the, the videos you put out, the different. The different things that have have been put forth, um, but if we have to, you know, if this is a competition for how much God loves us, you know, to okay, he, you know, I, I do this for him, and he's going to love me more than he loves Kevin. Oh, wait a second, now it doesn't say that. You can't find that in the Word. It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave." His only begotten son. You know, he didn't, he didn't, he, he it didn't say he gave him if you, if you work hard enough, he mm-hmm. didn't say, he didn't say, okay, Hagen, you're going to be saved. But from this point on, you can never make another error. The word says that we stand before him blameless in love, but you Amen. cannot find anywhere in the word where it says we're faultless. It doesn't say that because we're mm-hmm. all going to fall. We're all going to make mistakes, right, Kev? We all oh, err. Yeah. But the word says our identity is with Christ, which makes me very happy because I know that he didn't make any mistakes. And mm-hmm. if you think that he's made a, making a mistake in calling you, if you're out there, he's not. If you're, if you're being drawn to the truth, you're being drawn by the one true God. Okay. Amen. And just ask, ask him to show you. I say this every time we're on here. Ask him to show you. God, if you're out there, show me. I, I want to learn. Amen. Open up this word to me. And he is the best teacher, right, Michael? I mean, he he's yeah. the one that teaches you. He's got you got that Holy Spirit within you. You're yeah. gonna learn. You're gonna learn yeah. stuff. It's it's how crazy how, you, how, how much you, think, you learn. How do you, think <laughs> Bob, how do you think Bob's learned this stuff? Because he's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a smart guy, but you know he's got, he's learned a few things from the Lord. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was a, you know you know you know I'll be I'll be up front here. I was a C student in school. I was an average student. Okay, yeah. even in college, C student. <laughs> it was always average. You know, you know I wasn't much to look at. But you know, God, you know, that's what God like. God's like, you know, I like that guy. You know, he doesn't know a whole lot. <laughs> I could use him. Through <laughs> confessions with Bob Barber. You know? Hey, well, you know, I, I love mean, what you guys are talking about. You know, you know, we're yeah. here we are today. 
And you guys mentioned, uh, Michael, you mentioned that, you know, how people are still thinking they believe in their works. Okay. Yeah. Somehow, some way, it's, you know, it, your works play a part. It just can't be that easy to have faith and believe what Jesus did. And it's a done deal. You're going to heaven. You're being raptured. Mm. Well, you know, our apostle Paul told us in uh, Romans 11, 6, what do you say? And if by grace, then is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more works. Now, I've read that a bunch of times, and I always get so confused. And I'm sure everybody's confused listening. It sounds like a tongue twister. Basically, <laughs> what Apostle Paul is saying is, look, you're either saved by all grace or all works. You're completely saved by grace or completely saved by works. But you can't be saved by both or a combination of the two in any way, shape, or form. Now, yeah. a big load of grace, a little bit of work. No, no, it's all grace. Yeah. Or all works. Now, you can get saved by all works, theoretically, but we all know it's impossible. There's mm-hmm. 613 laws and statutes you have to keep. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and you have to be sinless. So, yeah. so yeah. theoretically, it's possible, but you can't get saved by your works. Okay? Yeah. And I love the this, the last video I posted. I made this point, and the Holy Spirit gave me this point. I love this point, and I never thought of it this way. You know, when, when we are saved, I, I, I talked about body soul and spirit okay the gift of grace our our redemption is for the spirit and for the body it's one whole gift it's just executed in two parts phase one phase two but still the complete gift of god and that gift is only executed through the promise of the gospel of grace okay now people say oh you got to go into the tribulation you gotta get some dirt in your eye michael okay (laughs) You can't just be raptured out of here. Now, here's the problem with that. So, what you're saying to me is, what you're saying to me is, God saved my spirit, Bob. But in order to, he's going to see, save my spirit through the age of grace, the gospel of grace. Okay, First Corinthians fifteen one through four. Okay, that's how my spirit will save. But my body has to get saved through the next gospel, through the through the uh, kingdom gospel, through the the uh, everlasting gospel. So my my spirit gets saved through this gospel, and then my other half of my being gets saved by the next gospel. That doesn't make any sense, does it? No, no. no. My whole body, spirit, and soul is saved by this gospel alone. That's it. It only takes one gospel to save you, not two. And this is why the rapture resurrection has to take place. Because we can't be here, you know, still walking about during the next gospel, all right? Because our gospel is no longer valid. Why? Because it got closed out. And when it gets closed out, that means the promise has been executed. And that is the rapture resurrection of our bodies. And then we're gone. And then God can easily tell the whole world through that Revelation 14 angel, the two witnesses, 144,000. Hey, we have a new gospel here, guys. World, we have a new gospel. Okay, completely new gospel. All right. You're not saved by grace through faith anymore. Okay. So that is the reason why. Once again, why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. It just doesn't make any sense. If we're still here preaching the gospel of grace, it's going to be chaos. Because we'll be preaching the gospel that can no longer get people saved. You see what I'm saying? So we can't be here at all. You understand? Amen. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's everybody's speechless, right? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always, wow. I talk too much and then I don't have anything to say. But I was just thinking about... Um, 
what you were just saying there. And, uh, you know, and I always get back to say, you know, when I, when I talk about God, I say the one true and living God. The reason I use that, that term is because there is a God of this world, the adversary, Lucifer, old split foot. Um, and he's the prince of the power of the air or the prince of the power of hot air is what I call him. He's the one that's, you know, he hits the airwaves with everything. You turn the news on and what does the news do? Does it edify you? And most of the time, no. Um, most of the time it, it's a, it's a downer. It, it pulls you down. But that's one of the reasons why we need to have quality time with our father. Um, that's first thing in the morning. Fine. Whatever time you can find, but you need to part of, uh, being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is getting to know him. And how do you get to know him? By getting to know his work and fellowship like we're doing right now. The fellowship is very important. And uh, if you spend more time watching and, and the things that are going on in the world, and we all know the world is a bloody mess right now, as they say in England, it is a mess. But if we don't have this hope, we're miserable. We're of all men most miserable. If this, if this is not true, but Paul talked about this in Corinthians. If all, if if the dead rise not, if all this is just fables and made up, why are we do? Why are we even doing this? But we believe that it is true, and I challenge anybody that wants to dispute the truth of the word, because the word says, "Search the scriptures, for in yeah. them, yeah." You said no. You'll find eternal life, and as Michael says so many times, so eloquently, be a Berean. You know, don't don't take my word for it, or Bob's, or Kevin's, or Michael's. Do this stuff yourself. Look into the Word yourself. Ask God to show you. Amen. Because he's a he's a he's a personal God, isn't he, Michael? I mean, he's yeah. Gonna, I'm going to hold it back from him. Yeah, it's it's amazing that you say that. And that's one thing that I, man, I just absolutely love is how the Lord really, it's such a personal relationship and he really teaches you. And I think that if we all, of course, uh, you know, I speak with myself first, always take the Lord at his word, right? And, and, and do as he says. And he said that he would he would lead us and guide us into all truth and that, you know, he's approachable. We can approach boldly the throne of grace and, and make petitions and make our requests known. And every time, you know, that that's been my request to learn and to understand something. And I pray and I ask, you know, you don't always get the answer when you want. And then sometimes the answers that the Lord has to tell you, you just couldn't understand because it's a, a layering, a precept upon precept, you know, layer upon layer, and it can take some time. But one thing that um, really encouraged me when I was first born again was this First uh, John two twenty seven, right here. But the anointing which you have received of of Him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is the truth, and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. And I, I took the Lord at his word, and I was like, well, Lord, you said that you would be our teacher, and our and our guide, and our leader through this world, that you would be a lamp unto our 
or a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And when I started asking the Lord, it guys, that is a that's the most awesome challenge. Just go into Scripture, find a passage that is kind of mystifying to you, and just pray about it, yeah. and just listen to what the what the Lord has to say about it, and maybe even journal it because sometimes the answers come further down the road. But He's always faithful to answer. Look and at I think how many that, times look at how many times you read something in the Word, Michael. Yeah, and, over and, and, and over all, again, all right? Starts to make sense to you. Yeah, it's you it's read it, five it brings in times. Yeah, and all of a sudden you go. I never saw ah, that word. I never exactly. Saw that word I know that's happened yeah. to Bob before. Yeah, it, it, your understanding starts to. Yeah, the blinders start to lift, you know, and you mm-hmm. and you see that. And isn't that right, Kevin? Kevin's concentrating on the chat room. I know, but I, I know that the, I know from knowing Kevin like I do that the the Lord has done a lot of marvelous things in your life, brother, and. And it's not because you're such a great man, which you are, but it's not because of what you've accomplished. It's it's because uh, you you have your faith and you really believe that uh, you're the most important thing in your life is to serve the Lord. Sure, mm-hmm. we have to work. We got to make a living, but that's not the most important thing in your life. I mean, it's it really um, bringing people back to. I always go back to the prodigal, bringing people back home. Yeah. You know, if you're out there wandering around, I've been there. I still do at times wander. Yeah. That's my age, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know. I think if everyone was um, pretty frank and real, they, they, we would all have to agree with Scripture because it's the truth, right? We're all prone to yeah. wander. All we all like sheep have gone astray. And there's, but it's it's the Lord, man. Oh, he's just so awesome, so, so good. Because no matter what, he is the faithful shepherd. He has his rod and his staff. You know, he has the rod for his loving chastenings to <laughs> back on the path, and he has his staff to guide you through the path. And I think that as we walk in relationship with the Lord and as we go through this world, which, in my opinion, is kind of like a valley of the shadow of death. I mean, let's face it, you know, but it's good to know that he's there with you. And then when you start loving the rod and the staff, it just makes the shepherd even more amazing. You're just like, you're so awesome because you truly meant it when you said you would never leave me, you would never forsake me. And when you go through the word and you start, that's why the enemy tries to keep you out of the word. He want he doesn't want you to read the scripture. He doesn't want you to grow in understanding with the Lord. He wants to put the feelings of condemnation in, right? So it drives a wedge between you and him and your prayer life and your personal journeys because we've all been there. We've all had those feelings. We've all had to pray through it. But it was really God at the end of the day who was the one who got us through these seasons. And then we have times when when God's just giving you revelation after revelation and you're on cloud nine, and you're like, oh, man, there ain't no coming down from here. <laughs> you know, and then you, and then you start composing songs to your wife and things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's just so good. God's good in so many. I mean, just in everything that he does, you know, he, he cares for us. He cares for you. He cares for me. And. And as we grow in a relationship, and that's why it's so fun to get the scripture out and to read and to have questions, because I believe personally that the Lord loves to teach us. He loves to instruct us and to guide us. And it's, man, it, there's something faith building, right, Bob, about those 
those revelations that God gives you, it's like, whoa, God, that's so awesome. I've never seen that before. And you just know God's teaching you. I just, mm-hmm. man, you just, there's nothing else this like is, it. And he, was te- and he taught a C student this stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> Good thing you didn't see my grades. No, I'm just <laughs> no I, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I got to apologize. I didn't mean to embarrass all you guys by telling by saying how awesome you all are. You are, but I'm going to say that anyway. Uh, but at the same time, it's not we're, It's not because of our strength. You know, it's the word says in Colossians 127, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. So we have that connection. We talk about this every week. We've been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That's, the you know, the comforter. And we need the comfort as much as we need the knowledge, okay? A lot of times when things are going, like I've got, I got a friend right now who's, who's battling cancer. And I try to be an encouragement to him every day. I want to see that cancer gone. But I know him well enough to know that the Lord is his comfort. I know that he's looking to God to be his comfort, even through everything he's going through. And when you see him, you know that he's going through stuff, but he does not complain. He doesn't sit there and say, woe is me. He speaks a word to you. And it'll almost break your heart and make you cry when you think about it. That's strength. That's inner strength that can only come from the, the father. That, that's all I can say about that. I mean, I look at him and I think I've got a few things I'm dealing with. And I'm thinking whenever I think about Chris, I think of the strength of the love that he has for the Lord. And mm-hmm. that's just <clears throat> amazing. You don't have to be going through life-threatening illness for that. Yeah. But at the same right. time, we need to realize that that's, he is our, he is our sufficiency. Amen. I'm, I'm, I have, you know, I'm not the sufficiency for my wife and I, God is the one that gives me the ability to work. You know, I, am not going to say, well, all of a sudden I'm the one that's the sufficiency here. (laughs) That's not going to work, but he's the one that gives me the strength to do it. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's just, if we do that and we give God the glory in our lives, you guys, we're going to be a lot better off. Amen. All the way around because of every because of everything he's given to us. And I'm talking too much again. I cannot help it. No, that's all right. It's, it's one of those soap, soapbox nights for me. <clears throat> Although I'm not on a soapbox. <laughs> you know, I, love, you know? I love that point. I, you always bring that point up that uh, from Colossians one twenty seven, Christ in you the hope of glory. Okay. Now if, if people you bring that can you bring that verse up, Colossians one twenty seven. Uh, Michael, is it? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's there. Right there. Oh, it is. Okay. It says here, to whom, this is really interesting. It says here, and this is where I see the rapture resurrection. Okay, the power of the power of God within us. All right. So it says, Colossians 127, to whom God would make known, what would make known, okay, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery? Okay. You know, all right, the body of Christ has been a mystery since the foundation of the world. Okay, the rapture resurrection. Behold, I show you a mystery, the whole mystery. Okay, 
So it says here, the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ, the Holy Spirit, in you. The hope, the hope of glory. Not just glory. No, no. the hope of right. glory. Okay. And if you go to uh, Romans 8, verses 10 to 11, it dove, dovetail, dovetails perfectly into that. Okay. What it says there is, and if Christ be in you, which I just showed you in that last verse, Colossians one twenty seven, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, change your mortal body, your mortal bodies. By his spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay, there it is once again. All right. The hope of glory. The hope right. is already in you, everybody. Like, oh, am I going to the rapture? Am I going to the rapture? Oh, I got to pray. I got to be ready for the rapture. I got to fast. Ready for that rapture. No, you don't. You got to have the hope of glory in you, like Bob said. Got to have the hope of Christ. In yeah. You. That work has to be operating in you because that work, that Holy Spirit, According to Romans 8, 10, 10, 11 here, it changes your body from the inside out. Okay, the power starts from within. It just explodes. The hope of glory. The hope of our upcoming glorified body. Okay, so I think right there, that should give a lot of people hope. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that that it's exactly the opposite of what someone was saying in chat or just a little bit earlier, which is nobody else has escaped throughout history. What makes you think that we're so special? It's like, uh, wouldn't the body of Christ actually be something special? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like anything <laughs> associated with Christ would be something special. Yeah, uh, the, it's you know what saddens me is that it's 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 that lack of understanding and hope in the mystery, and just thinking that that we as believers are just uh, uh, ordinary, are are nothing no, nothing special. But this this mystery that was revealed and the Christ, the Holy Spirit living in us and, and dwelling in us is something that is for as Gentiles is, is, is was never done before. <laughs> I mean, this is a special time for a special adopted body that God has adopted into his family. And, and of course God is so merciful and amazing and loving that he he loves to give things to those who love him. So why would we need to go through a testing period, a, a trying time, to, to 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 prove that we are worthy to be raptured when the only worthiness is to be saved, and the worthy one is Christ Jesus Himself, and that's what we believe that we ourselves are not worthy, but yeah. since Christ is worthy and He is in us then we are justified. Yeah. So it is a special thing. It mm. is an amazing thing. And I think to to diminish that diminishes God's, this amazing gift and this sure. amazing mystery that Paul revealed to us 
through through the Spirit. That's what I think, Bob, is that this hope is exactly what we have and what we've been given um, because of the time frame and because of who we are. And right. to, 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 to diminish that is, um, I, I think, is exactly why the people that say those things are usually confused about many other things as well. And then they also, um, you know, have a bleak outlook on certain things as well. And but for us, we see this day approaching where we are going to escape. Amen. And that is promised to us. Yeah. So for for me to turn my back on that, I might as well turn my back on everything because I mean this is God is going to fulfill every single one of His promises, and I know that He is faithful and just, and He will do that. And that that is where I put my faith. So it's not on anything that I've done. And I'm telling you, I can't rapture myself. I know that God is going to do that because he told <laughs> us that he would. And you know when the rapture is, don't you? Yeah, I know exactly when, when the rapture is. It's on the day of the rapture. <laughs> day of the rapture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no sooner and no later. It is going to be a perfect day. It is God's perfect timing. Someone in chat said, hey, I'm on a channel listening to somebody who's telling me the day of the rapture. What should I do? One word. Flee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flee. Yeah, I totally. Why do you need to stick around for that? Do, 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 do you want to stick around so that after that day comes and goes, you're like, ah, ha, 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 you got it wrong. What's the point of that? I yeah. mean, you might as well just edify yourself yeah. elsewhere where, 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 where the nonsense is not going on. Well, you know, when you look at this, when you look at this logically, if if uh, we knew that if we knew that time, if we if we knew the exact time, what would we do? I mean, would we just sit back in our That's easy a... chair? I mean, or would we continue to strive to to bring more people into the into the family? Which yeah. is which is the whole. When you think about it, it like to, Kevin said so eloquently there i mean yeah and god doesn't he, he doesn't make mistakes he's the the reason we don't know the exact time of it is because there are still people that need to hear the truth that's just the that's the bottom line we talk about this a lot mm. there's still there's still one or two people out there or a thousand people or a hundred thousand people or whatever it is that still need to come to the knowledge of the truth and they will before this happens, it may be tomorrow. You might be the person that speaks the word that somebody believes, and then that's it. You don't know, but why not be the live your life accordingly and do the best you can to live according to the truth and let people know about the Lord Jesus Christ and don't be ashamed of the gospel. That's another thing, Mike. Yeah. We're not supposed to be. If someone wants to call me a Jesus freak, you know, I just look, I've heard the word freak quite a few hundred thousand times in my day. I'm from California. OK. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt my feelings if someone calls me a Jesus freak. But I'll tell you yeah. one thing. He's not a crutch. No. He's my Lord. Yep. And the Amen. word says that he is the way, the truth and the life. 
Mm-hmm. And no man comes to the Father but by him. So if you think that's being a freak, that's on you. Okay? I think it's being pretty logical, and I think it's it's um, the amount of respect and the amount of love that we all should have, and I I believe we do have, for what the Lord Jesus Christ did, it, and a lot of times Michael and I are talking and stuff, and it just it takes my breath away, man. It really does. Why, why <sighs> me? Why did he decide to? You know, I can tell you stories. So I I don't know how many times I shouldn't even be here now. I mean, I've had those times, but he still saw fit to have somebody speak the word to me. And I said, yeah, why not try it out? And I think we've all had those stories, but that love, it's not, it didn't stop when he ascended up to the right hand of the father. It says he's our advocate. He, he didn't, you know, he didn't take a vacation. He's, he's still there. Thankfully, when we pray to make intercession for us, I know I'm saying yeah. a lot of things tonight, but <laughs> we we really have a lot of we have a lot to be thankful for, you guys. I mean, I, I'm very thankful I'm with you guys tonight. We I could, I yeah, could be watching too. a basketball game right now or something. Man, yeah, I'm. But I'm, I'm not. Totally I'm with grateful. you guys, you know. And uh, to just to be able to spend time with my brothers and, and get into the word a little bit and and maybe maybe direct somebody to. Uh, pass from death to life. I mean, that, that's a, that's an amazing thing, you guys. It's, and it's not because of how good we are, you know, it's because of how good he is. Yeah. It's just, it it takes the onus off of us, you know, Oh, I'm trying to win people to Jesus. I'll, I'll make it, I'll make it aware. I'll make people aware of it and I'll bring them. I'll, I'll share the word with them. But God is the one that's going to add the increase, Michael. Yeah. Not me. Not you. Not Kevin. Not Bob. Exactly. Not Greg. Yeah. Uh, again, Greg is on vacation. Yeah. Uh, there, there are people. There's people on chat that are saying yeah. that quite often. Like, where's Greg? Where's Greg? Where's Greg? Greg's on vacation. He'll be back when he's off vacation. Yeah. He's down. <laughs> he's he's uh. <laughs> Enjoying himself. He, I he hope want, he wanted me to behave myself tonight. He told me so. I, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Said, but don't, man. don't let don't let Kevin pick on you too much tonight. He said, "No, he didn't say that." I haven't, I haven't <laughs> picked on you at all. Yet. You're good. You, I know yeah. what's wrong with you. <laughs> well, you you you, don't, you you haven't let me pick on you. You've you, you've had a nice uh, nice hour for yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, you said a lot. No, yeah, listen, you said a lot of great stuff. Oh, you're the best. You, just, you should just keep on going, man. Just keep yeah, on going. You're on a roll tonight. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I get on a roll. Sometimes, uh, you know, Bob gets on a roll. Sometimes Bob and I get on a roll and you stop us. Sometimes <laughs> there we go. Tonight, you're on a roll, bro. Keep going. Mike's yeah. on the road. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always fascinated at how this works out. from week to week because we don't have a script um the men of thunder there we go sounds good to me i'm gonna ban the next person who says where's greg by the way um, i'm kidding hey hey, bob where is it in the word uh didn't 
weren't there a couple of the disciples that were called the sons of thunder? Uh, trying to think of where uh, Michael, sons where is Stephen? Yeah. James and John, right? Sons yeah. of Zebedee. And don't quote me on that. But sons anyway, of Thunder? Uh, about yeah, the Sons of Thunder. Yeah. Sons of Thunder. But uh, anyway, that, that's, it's James, that's, James and John, right? Yeah, that's quite a compliment right there. But um, Yeah, James and John. Just, just to be able to um, have a clear, have clarity of mind to be able to share anything that really makes sense to help change somebody's life is... I'm just thankful that Jesus Christ came and accomplished what he did and continues to. Amen. Uh, I, you know, he's the, he's the great physician. He's also the great heart tenderizer. I think Michael, because, you know, he'll take a hard heart. He'll take a heart of stone. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen to people Yeah, that have the hardest hearts in the world, man. And how they've been just, tenderized by the love of god and yeah, it and doesn't mean that they're weak it means that they're strong with the truth yeah and remember uh it talks about the love of god is uh what brings us in and, and chastens us right so that people forget about that sometimes love it's expressed in many different ways with the lord and one of those is chastening some of those is gifts and blessings so i mean but yeah god is good he knows exactly what he's doing and one thing that the lord's really taught me again this is kind of something over the past year actually several years was just trusting him in the process he knows what he's doing you know and sometimes we and just like that uh guy that kevin was referring to or commenter i'm not sure uh about the the going like oh why aren't we we're gonna have to suffer too kind of thing i think sometimes what ends up happening is for one what Bob was saying earlier, how in First Corinthians two fourteen, but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit; they are foolishness unto him. Neither can they know them because they're spiritually discerned. I mean, these things takes the Holy Spirit. God has to open your eyes to understand these things and to see these things. It's not something that you can just you can't do faith push ups. You can't go get LASIK spiritual LASIK and have your you know open your own eyes. These are things and processes and principles. They come by relationship and being taught through the Holy Spirit. And um, it's really a shame to see that because it kind of reminds me of how it just ties back into works a lot of times, especially with the people who are talking about what Kevin was saying about how they, you know, oh, people shouldn't suffer. Because one thing that really comes to mind is, are you kidding me? Look how many people in the body of Christ is suffering right now. Every single day going through persecution in Korea, in China. And a lot of other places, places you never even heard of and countries and names that you never even knew existed. There's so much suffering. God has been so loving. And going back to what Bob was saying, man, it's just the love of God is something that's just, it just surpasses all of our understanding. It, it really does. And that's so amazing because he tries to tell us that because in the Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart yeah. and lean not on your own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And that's so important because when we try to start falling back on our own understanding, we tend to fall back on our carnal mind. And we can't seem to wrap our heads around, well, why would God allow this? Or, you know, this this saint, you know, who's lived his life, he's been a great brother and now he's sick. 
you know, I'm sure he's not leaning on his own understanding in that situation. He's just accepting what the Lord has put in his life, right? And he's living it out. And it's, it's so, it's disheartening. But when we see the love of God that, why you, Bob? Why did he choose to save you? Why did he choose to save me, Kevin, or Bob B? It's because he loves us. Yeah. He loves us yeah. so much, man. And it's it's hard to, in the carnal mind, understand because when we see people who do us wrong, our first natural carnal side, <laughs> the old man side, is to be like, ah, and go attack them <laughs> or say something mean. But that completely contradicts the, the mind of God and the character and the nature of God who says to turn the other cheek and to love your neighbors as yourself, to pray for your enemies. And... um Man, it's just something else. And I think that as you grow in relationship and you read in and the Lord's instructing you and teaching you, you can't help but just to completely fall more and more in love with him. And the grace and love that he's shown us in all of our failures, you know, because our testimony, and I, I've said this on the channel before, I think here as well, but, you know, my testimony didn't end back in February by the way, my four-year born-again birthday just passed. Back in February 16th, evening 17th morning, it didn't stop there. My testimony is continuing on into the kingdom itself where I believe we'll all be there. And we'll all sing the same song. Not one of us deserved to be there. But God, it was so good in his love that he made a way. He made it possible. And he's the one that got us there. It was not our own sweat, strength, grit. But it was all by his spirit. And, you know, somebody was an interesting thing there, too, Michael. Uh, an amazing thing, as you use that term a lot. It's amazing. Is it, you know, somebody was praying for you way back before you got born again. Uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody was yeah. An, inter, an intercessory prayer My warrior. My mom. <laughs> yeah. An intercessory yeah. prayer warrior somewhere in the world was praying for me was praying for Kevin, was praying Amen. for Bob, was praying for Greg, was praying for any all the people that are out there that have come to a knowledge of the truth. At some point in time, they've had people who've been covering them in prayer. And I didn't want this to, I didn't want this to go by the wayside tonight. The people in the chat room, we don't we don't know all of your names, you know, but we certainly can can lift you to the father and and thank him for meeting your needs you're you're not on here by uh coincidence you're on here because you're supposed to be on here tonight well how do i know that because you're here and you can you don't have to stay on here but you might learn something and it's not because of the brilliance of these four guys it's because <laughs> the spirit of of uh god is at work and bringing you to an understanding. He, he wants to, like Michael just said, that he wants to direct your paths. The word direct means to rightly divide. Did you know that? The word says that we're supposed to rightly divide his word. And in Proverbs, it says he'll rightly divide our paths. Mm. So we have a path that we can follow. And it can either, either be the one to destruct or we got him direct us. And just like Michael saying a little while ago, you know, a lot of times the answers that the prayers that we get asked the Father don't happen quick enough for us, do they? Well, how come that didn't happen just now? 
And then you see why it didn't as you go along. Mm. You see, okay, well, well, now I understand why it didn't happen then. Amen. Or, you know, the, the, the missionaries that Bob supports feed my, feed my sheep. You know, when they contact you, you know, you don't know all the ramifications of what's going on. You just know that they have a need. And the Lord, you, you say he's never late. He's right on the, he probably he gets a little, real close at times, mm-hmm. but he's never late. Yeah. And as soon as you get to, as soon as you get the support, it's there for the people. So why don't we just let God take care of the stuff that he can do and we can praise him and we can worship him and we can try to bring a few more people home. Amen. It's not really that. I mean, it's, it, we might think it's a hard job, but all the heavy lifting was done by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. You just got to share the good news, right? Yeah. You sure got to share the good news. You know, and that's one thing with our missionaries. I had to make sure that everybody's preaching the gospel of grace and not preaching works. You know, so I make sure everybody's on the same page. Nobody's preaching works of any kind. Right. You know, you get into these uh, Eastern nations and they are heavy, heavily in works for any type of God that they serve. Oh. It's heavy. And so when you come are. and tell them, hey, he paid the price for you. It's a free gift. Just accept it and believe in what he did for you and you will go to heaven and have eternal life. That's like you tell them that they're like, what? <laughs> it's, it's like it's done. All I need to do is just believe, have faith in what he did for me. You know, you know, our faith, you know, all the other religions throughout the world is always do, do, do. But our faith is done. The work has been done. Right. You're right, Bob. Jesus did already do the heavy lifting. And he's the only one that can do the heavy lifting. Okay. We just have faith in his finished works. And when we go to heaven, all right, at the judgment seat of Christ. Of course, right now, God, when he looks down at us right now, he doesn't see me. He sees Jesus. All right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this flesh kind of gets in the way, but he's looking at my spirit right now because the body has not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank God he does that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's like God is, our God is the one true God. All you got to do is look at what other religions are all about and the fact that it, puts the onus on the human uh, just, just shows how weak their gods are. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, it, it, when you consider exactly what the miracle um, that happened, even to have Jesus be here on this earth, like no one, no other God can make claim to that. Uh, you know, and the, the fact that he gave his life um, for us, no other God can claim that. Uh, the fact that he rose uh, from the dead uh, and that he ascended into heaven. Uh, no other God can claim that. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the simple fact is that, the, and, and the pathway to salvation, no other God can claim that. Like you just said, Bob, there's no other religion that says have faith and you're saved. <laughs> it's, it, it's like you need to believe and submit and do this and that and this and that. Okay, wait a minute. So you're saying that what he provided is just not good enough? That I got to tack on to that? I I have to be part of this? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, individually you have to be part of it, but that's through faith. 
<laughs> and then and and that's different than than actually doing something with your your members or even with your soul. I mean, this is a spirit salvation, and it is through the spirit that we renew the rest of our body and soul. Uh, body meaning we don't do things that are going to hurt it, uh, and our soul we deny our soul so that we can save it, and. It's so difficult for people to understand that stuff because they all base everything off of the world system of works. And Michael, you were alluding to that earlier. This person who said that is looking through the lens of the world. Yeah. Why are you so special? Not you shouldn't be able to escape. That's what the world tells you. Exactly. That's what the world says. It's like you need to do this and that and this and that, and then you'll get rewarded and this. But hold on a second here. That's not how God works. <laughs> that is that that is absolutely not how God works in terms of his free gift. Exactly. And he wants to bring us to him. It's not like he 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 is aching and groaning to keep us away. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. I mean when so all these things all add up to the same thing, which is our God is amazing, magnificent perfect and way above anything that we've got going here in this world system. So mm -hmm. if you lean on your own understanding, which is basically leaning on the world's understanding, you are going to be mistaken about a lot of different things. Right. But you need you to know, look believe in their works. Models of God, of God, basically. Yeah. You know, people yeah. that believe in their works, you know, they say, Oh, you got to You got to go through some pain here. You got, you know, anything that you could put your body through, Michael is not going to impress God. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say, you got it's, it all uh, that guy. You took a knife to the back. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say him. Okay. Oh, that guy, he burned himself. He burned he burned himself with the other guy. He's still alive still. He's still, oh, he will dip him, dip him in oil. Oh, yeah, I'm saving that guy. No, God don't yeah. work that way. God doesn't work that way. Okay, no. so if you're going to say, I got to go to tribulation and pay a physical price. Yeah, no. That, that does nothing for you. Yeah, the it's all. God requires is belief. Belief. Yeah. Faith. That's what you look for. That's what Jesus was so mad everywhere he went in Israel, nobody had faith. He always complained yeah. nobody had faith. He was always mad about that. No belief, no faith. Until that centurion came along and said, no, no, you don't need to come to my home. You just yeah. say the word, yeah. it'll be done. Now, centurion, he yeah. had faith. He got yeah. so excited. He was dancing around that horse and everything. Okay. <laughs> so that's what, he, that's what God's looking for because that is something that comes not from your body. It comes from your spirit. It comes from your soul. Faith, belief. Yep. Okay, it doesn't Amen. come from your flesh. All right, and that's what God's looking for. And you know, and to make that the comment about we have to pay a price during the tribulation. You know, the tribulation we escape it because that's a really bad time on the earth. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, we're going to have tribulations, like Apostle Paul said. I went through tribulation back in twenty twenty one, right, Bob? That COVID sucked. Right? Oh, yeah. That was tribulations for me, <laughs> and for yeah. all of them to get sicker and go go. Through. Yeah, we go through tribulations all the time, and people in China and Iran and Pakistan. You know, we've had missionaries, what, what, people are part of our missionaries that were killed because before the gospel. Okay, yeah, so that's going through some tribulations, but not mm. the tribulation period. Yeah, God said you will escape that tribulation period. The 70th trip of Daniel's 70th week is what you will escape. Okay. 
we're all a lot of people around the whole world is going through tribulations right now. We I'm not sure. going to argue with that. But what he's talking about here is Romans 5 9, 1 Thessalonians 5 9, and in 1 Thessalonians 1 10. Always talks about we escape the tribulation, we escape God's wrath on the earth. The really, 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 really bad time where Jesus said, We tell like never before, never again. Okay, that is what we escape. Okay, and the reason why we escape, as I talked about earlier, is because our our gospel expires at the end of it. And once our gospel expires, he has to remove us. Okay, there's a reason why we leave. We go to scroll opening ceremony in heaven. We go to that ceremony, we start opening those scrolls, and well, he, not us, but Jesus does. Okay, and that gets things going here on the earth for seven tribulation. So, so basically, anybody that says stuff like that, I know they don't read the Bible. They yeah. don't. They just don't read it, and they especially don't read it chronologically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And what you were saying about taking a knife in the back. <laughs> I, I brought up or pulled up Galatians 3.3. 3. It says, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? It's so hilarious because people still think that it's the carnal thing, right? It's the fleshly thing. It's something that they do with their own strength and grit. No matter how many times it says in Scripture, it's not by your... Even in the Old Testament, Zechariah, right? It's not by strength, not by might. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We can't do anything without God. Yeah, I but, mean, the, but we do need each other. Um, you know, we need, you know, the, the fellowship. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Mike. Sorry to say. The oh, fellowship, yeah. The fellowship that... <clears throat> yeah, the fellowship that we have one with another. Um, yeah, it's but like, def- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but like what Bob B said, you're not going to impress God with your mighty works. I mean, again, you know, if you could have attained to the the law of righteousness and and had life without without faith, then there would have been no reason for it. Yeah, like no I, you know, I got uh, twenty five people. You know, if I were to come on and say that I. If I made this statement, I I got 25 people saved yesterday. That would not be a true statement. If I were to make a statement like I shared the word with 25 people. Yeah. And I'm praying to God that some of them will believe it. That sure. would be more of a true statement than, than but, saying, hey, I'm the one that, you know, I'm the one that added the increase. That's, that's, yeah, I, I, I don't add increases, man. I mean, Exactly. And um, just to kind of follow up on it, your or physical works that come through the flesh means nothing. It's all, you know, it is going back to that. It's all a work of the Lord, the fruits of the Spirit, right? Anything done through the Spirit is done through the Lord and it's done through faith, not not of the carnal body. But that's not to, to negate or take away from the countless, innumerable number of martyrs. And, you know, I cannot take away from that because those have been some of the biggest titans of the faith. And because of the faith, they went willingly following the example of the Lord unto death. And I'm absolutely positive there's an awesome crown or some awesome rewards for them when they stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now we speak at once. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, he was bringing up. He was bringing up people that were, that were martyred. Um, I know in, I know in the Hindu countries, 
like India, uh, many times if you have been brought up a Hindu and you um, proclaim faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that that's that's pretty much a death sentence. Yeah, it uh, is. You're, you're ostracized from your family. Um, yep. You're you're disinherited and things like that, but. Some of the most dynamic people, and Bob can attest to this, some of the most dynamic people are those people in third world countries that get a knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Because they're fearless. Yeah. Because you have to just, to, just to be able to make a profession of faith, you have to be, think about it for a second, you really have to be fearless. And where do you get that from? It Lord. has to be supernatural. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. It can't, yeah. We're, we're going to kill you if you believe this. Wow. Yeah. I believe it anyway. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you I know, mean, this is funny. some these, heavy stuff, man. It's funny. These religions, <sighs> they, they, you can move laterally in these religions. It's like hundreds and thousands of religions all over this planet. But you can move <laughs> laterally through them. But when you go up to the true faith, Jesus Christ, as soon as you go to Jesus... And all of a sudden, that just sets everybody off. Yeah. Okay. Because in all the religions on earth, they're all part of the same family. They're all from the harlot. Okay. They're all the harlot's daughters. Okay. So you're kind of in the family, but you leave the family when you go and believe in Jesus' finished works and get born again as a Christian, true born, true born again believer. Okay. That is when you leave the family. Trust me. I went through something like that. I was a Catholic, you know, and I did that. And I still kind of get these, you know, I, I, you know, they won't say it directly to my face, but I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get around my family, you know. I was like, oh, you, you, you know, I thought you guys are Christians, you know. And, of course, being a Catholic, you're not really a, a, really a Christian. That's kind of like, are you considered I, I a, for 18, are you considered a heretic to your family, Bob? What's that? Are you, have you ever been called a heretic? No, my family's not that advanced uh, in uh, Catholicism. Oh, I've, I've been called a heretic more than all you guys have been, probably. They don't know <laughs> Bob's saying they don't know enough to call a <laughs> Nobody's Yeah, nobody picks a fight with me and my family, man. Yeah, well, they're smart. <laughs> because they, you think, know why, Bob? Because they, they, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it from you. They don't want to get it back because they know that it's coming back with both barrels. And they don't they don't even <laughs> want to deal with it, so they just let it like let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been in those conversations like a year ago where I have I had this one brother. He is so he believe it or not, he's like a liberal, super liberal. You know, he would vote for Biden and everything. Unbelievable. Anyhow, he he made some comment to me. He's like, oh, you know, it was some type of comments. Oh, why would God? God will never do something like this to the world. You know, the world's not that bad. Or made, made some comment like that. And I was like, you know, and my, uh, my other older brother, he's like, here we go. Here we go. He's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, Dude, you listen up, man. <laughs> but it's funny when you're, my brother and your family is our family, like, oh, here, here, here goes Bob, you know. But, I, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that that's my position. You guys want to hear a real messed up story? Here's a real messed up story. You know, speaking of my family, I lived in a home that was in Munster, Indiana. Some people might know where that place is at. Munster, Indiana. That's where I grew up. And our house 
was uh, it was a haunted house. It was haunted. So I saw a lot of messed up stuff. Everybody in my family, my mom still sees messed up stuff in this house. Okay. Wait a minute. You're well, saying the the monsters in Indiana. I lived in, Mon- I lived in, in a haunted house on 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this house was haunted. And, and, and you know, as, as, as people are coming to this home, they'll see things and so forth. I was like, okay, but it's like the only haunted house in the whole neighborhood. Okay. So I was like, I just learned to live with it. All right. And that's the way it was since I was seven years old, seven, six to seven years old. Come to find out, my mom told me about a couple of days ago that they consecrated our house to the, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. They did some ceremony there, and they consecrated it to the two hearts, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, something like that. Wow. And they did that back in 1982. And when she said that, I'm like, huh. You know, Mom, that actually explains a few things. Explains <laughs> the house is so deathly haunted by demons all the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not the reason. You, know, you want to make a bet? <laughs> a lot of messed up stuff. That stuff is still going. You know, it was funny. My mom, she would always stay up to like two or three o'clock in the morning. Wouldn't go to bed. I was like, just go to bed, Mom. Just what do you? Why are you sitting watching TV or having your head sitting on the table? Go yeah. to bed. She, you know, come to. And I thought she just like staying up. Okay, come to find out she was too scared to go to sleep because stuff will start like messing with her while she's laying in her bed. So she'll go to bed super late. That way she'd be so tired that she'd just zonk out and not be woken up by anything. That she wouldn't be tormented. That's sad. By the demons that she invited into her house, which dropped the resale value of the house as well, I'm sure. (laughs) All around, not a good decision. I mean, spiritually and worldly. Uh, yeah. He, so there's a lot of people in the chat are kind of confused. They're saying, "Well, so are athe- are Catholics atheists?" And it's like, "No, they're not atheists." Okay, they, they, they their Jesus is still on the cross. Okay, their Jesus is still on the cross. He never got off the cross. He never rose. Um, I mean, do they believe that Jesus rose again? Some of them do, but they also believe that they need to do things in order to be saved. And so they they don't they, they have a different they have a different idea of what Jesus actually is. And so it's hard to, to say whether or not every one of them, none of them are saved or if some of them are or whatever, but that's, that's between God and them in their spirit and not something that we can judge. But what we can say is that if a Catholic is saying that what, what works are you doing? Uh, you're not doing this and that. Oh, well, you're not saying your Hail Marys or whatever. Well, then you're not saved. Well, that is obviously not biblical. They have a whole bunch of man-made rules and laws, just like the Nicolaitans, basically. Just think of them as that, which Jesus hates. They, 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 they basically control, right? They put control over the lady. That's what Nicolaitans means. They control the lady. They basically stand in the way between having a personal relationship with Christ, and they say, you must go through me. And that is not biblical. Jesus wants you to reach out directly to him and God the Father as well. You reach out directly to them. You do not reach out to Mary, nor do you reach out to your, your priest to intercede for you. So that that's basically the big difference 
between what Catholics believe and what we believe. And there is, there is not a lot of common ground there. Let's be honest. Right. There's not they, a lot they, of they common believe, ground. They, they believe that you are, you are uh, sinless after you go to confession, confess your sins to a priest. Yeah. And then you become sinless. Right. I've been through that. That's uncomfortable, man. That is so uncomfortable. <laughs> You've never been to. I've been through that, man. And then you leave the confessional, and then you you have the first thought you have is what a waste of time that was. Yeah, <laughs> nor, nor nor angels either, or 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 the Pope. I mean, yeah. you see all these these man made rules and laws and traditions. Uh, Christ spoke against those exact same things when mm-hmm. he was on this earth, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the, the Jews took God's God's words and things like that and then built this whole man-made thing out of it and basically said, you need to interpret it this way and I, you need to interpret the interpretation. And, and it, just, it just built upon itself and became this mountain of, of man-made junk. And that's what Jesus was basically calling them out for, saying, you guys are hypocrites, that you guys you know, can't even follow your own rules. And yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot of that today, right? Where the, the 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 people who make these rules up about what's right and what's wrong, they can't even follow it themselves. I mean, it's a lot of there's a lot of parallels there. And then you get the yeah, these exactly these these type of chants or something like that, right? These prayers that they say yeah. over and over and over again, which oh, is exactly yeah. the opposite of what the Bible says to do. It says, "Do not do that." Yeah, and they yeah, do it. Do that. And Repetition. it says, "Don't do it." Says, don't don't be repetitive. Don't do yeah. that. Don't just say meaningless things over and over and over again. So they have a lot of error, a lot of error. But they're but the biggest error though is is the is the grace and faith. Sure. Versus works. I mean, that is the biggest error. You could probably excuse almost everything else of just like idiocy, but because uh, I mean, what I mean by idiocy it doesn't mean that they're idiots. It means that the, the practice of all those things is idiotic in a way because it doesn't. They're dead works. They they do nothing for you. But right. but if you do not rely on God's grace and Jesus Christ death and uh, crucifixion and resurrection alone for your salvation, you, 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 you're, you're walking down a path that, that leads to problems and problems, meaning going through a trial, for example, and then having to prove yeah. your faith and stuff like that. You know, that, that is, uh, that, that is different than what we're destined to go through. See, and doesn't mean that that no Catholic is saved. Okay, it doesn't I'm not saying that. People are saying oh, yeah. some Catholics are saved. I'm sure that some Catholics are saved. Okay, great. But the but the but the issue though is with that Catholic religion as a whole. That's yeah. what they teach. You see, yeah, their doctrines. Yeah, yes, yeah, works. Uh, you know, if if it was based on works, then. One person could accomplish more than the other, and he would be more valuable. Right. You know, and and the person that didn't accomplish as much would be less valuable. But yeah. we're all we're all you know we've been being being saved by grace. Uh, it's we're all on the same playing field level. We start out when we get saved, you know, and right. we grow. I mean, it, it, 
the outward man is perishing daily, but the inward man is being renewed yeah. as much mm-hmm. as much as we put the word on and as much as we the more of the word you put in your mind, the more of a if the lack of a better word, the more of a filter. I call it the, the Holy Spirit filter. The filter yeah. you have when the stuff comes in and it's it's off, you're gonna whoa, whoa, whoa. you have a check. I right. call it you have the check in your spirit, you're going, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it's right. like that uh-uh, like that buzzer they used to use. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, more, the more you're in the word, the more you'll have that discernment, right? Yeah. And you'll yeah. be able to, and the quicker you'll be able to recognize those things. Exactly. And the red flag will go off and you'll be like, like just a couple of words, and you'll be like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I know where this is going. That's, that's yeah, why this... Catholic Catholicism, they don't want people reading Bibles. I did it exactly. for years. I never saw one single person walk into that church with a Bible. Nobody. They didn't yeah. stick Bibles in the pews. Well, the priests don't want somebody to put them in, put that Bible in their face and go, what's this? This is contrary <laughs> to what you just made me do. You just exactly. said there's 10 Hail Marys, and this said don't do it. <laughs> so which one is right? Do I believe the Word of God, or do I believe you? They don't want to have that conversation, obviously. Yeah. It's almost, sure like, it's almost like the Jews with uh, Isaiah, what, 53? 53, yep. Don't, Isaiah 53. don't read that chapter. Don't, <laughs> don't even just, just that chapter. Just tear it out. Uh, about a suffering good. Messiah, it's like no, 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 no. Ours is conquering Messiah. That, 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 that. I don't know yeah. who wrote that, but don't read that. So they don't even allow that. You yeah. know, you can go into, um, you can start reading the Gospels. You can go to the Gospel of John and start reading through there, and uh, just ask ask uh, God to show you. You know, like you said before. If you really yeah. are seeking, if you're a seeker of the truth, he's going to show you, you know, because he's the way, the truth, and the life. So he'll show you. He'll bring people into your life that will teach you, and uh, and he'll he'll be the one that teaches you too. Yeah. Um, sometimes people have a tendency to be a little hard headed with what other people are trying to teach them, but if you go into it. And you start reading, if you, like you get into the book of Acts and you start reading where uh, these these great signs, miracles, and wonders were done. And, uh, you know, you think, wow, that's really something else. How come that doesn't happen today? It does happen today. Signs, miracles, and wonders do happen today. We don't see, maybe we don't see them as much in the United States as they do in other countries. You know, um, limbs growing out and people's sight being restored and they're, they can hear again and walk again and things like that. But it does happen. Um, God is not any less powerful than he was through all eternity. Well, how do you know that? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So if he's not lost any of his power, then... He'll he he'll hear our prayers and answer them. Maybe not in yeah. our time, but you know, there's things I'm praying for to happen. There's you know, I, I pray for you guys. I don't know what your guys' needs are, other than some of you need to have your car fixed, uh, things like that. But you know, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, almost there. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yeah. the, I don't know what the needs are. I'm not picking on you, Michael. I'm not. I swear I'm not. No, I know. But, um, you're good. But at the same time, I'm uh, I'm gonna kind of say farewell tonight because I'm gonna, I gotta 
have to get up and go in and hit the hit the work trail again in the morning and stuff. So, oh, hit and run, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not as young as you are, Huck. Mm. See, I, I gave him an opportunity. He's such a kind man. He didn't say anything. You're well. Yeah. You're right. You're not. But these guys are. They're younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I tell you, well, thank you for for all your insight tonight. Um, we do appreciate when you're here. Last week we did miss you, and yeah, um, yeah. you know, thank you. It was good. It was good. You got you got you got some 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 great stuff tonight, and we really appreciate it. Well, you guys are a blessing to be with, and I mean that. And and uh, thanks, Bob, for doing this tonight in the absence yeah. of Mr. Messina. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. I know that. I know that Greg will probably uh, be watching this and uh, at yeah. some point. And if he does, you know, we, we miss you, Greg, but we know you're having a good time. No, so. but his knees yeah. are shaking now because he's like Bob Barber's doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, they need us. The writing's on the wall, Greg. <laughs> You've been found wanting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I kind of missed the Biden. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's true. That'd be nice. Sound good. The money printer, the aliens. The, yeah. the, that sound good. You know. I right, bless you guys. Talk to you later. All right. Uh, God you, bless you, Bob. I do miss those little snippets. You don't have those, huh, Bob? No, I don't. I do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, That's all right. Well, Bob, do you have the? You got the Doge dog or anything? You got nothing. Well, see, you got nothing. I like to I like to make mention here for a share. Uh, can I ask for prayers for my brother? He had surgery today on his femur after he broke it in a quadding accident. Wow. Ah oh, man, how old is your brother? I hope he's not. That's gotta hurt. That's man, that stinks. <laughs> but indeed, so folks, I pray for her brother that is supernaturally healed and doesn't have long term percussions for him. And no pain. Ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, Bob, today um, you had a video that came out and um, the Doge Dog made an appearance. Sure did. Yeah. Did a little really? in time common sense, I, I heard a little today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I forgot what I was talking about. I think I was talking about, I think I recovered it today, though, about salvation, mm-hmm. about being saved by two Gospels. Right. You know, you know if people mm-hmm. could just look, I mean, if you read the Bible, if you read it enough, you could start to see these things. He's like, you know what? Take a step back and analyze it, you know? And that's what the Lord enables me to do. I can make these, uh, I could take it and understand it and comprehend it and then re- re- represent it as something very simple for people to understand. Like, for example, what's Jesus doing with us right now? Well, he has regenerated our spirit, and then he's going to return to regenerate our body. The full salvation, gift of salvation. That's just yep. like say a mechanic. He purchases a car. All right. That's he purchases a car, the entire car is a big junker. Okay. But <laughs> he puts the car inside a shop and he goes to work on the interior. He gets the transmission, he gets the rear end going, he puts the new engine in there, plugs, wires, spark plugs, you got the uh cap rotor, you got heads and all the stuff going in there. You tell him mechanic. And you get all the stuff in there, and all the interior is complete. But then he's like, all right, good enough for now. I'm going to leave. I'm going to come back and finish it at a later date. It's still his car. It's still <laughs> the, the whole car is still his. So he's going to come back, 
and finish the the body of the car, the 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 exterior of the car. And that's us. You know, Jesus did the inside work first. Now he's going to come back and do the outside work. It's still yeah. we are still his. Just like yeah. that car, the entire car car still belongs to that mechanic. Yeah. Okay. But the work was divided into two phases. Yeah. Yeah. You see what but- I'm saying? That's out of God's grace and his mercy, man. Because, uh, yeah, I was reading through Zechariah, and I was like, wow, there's there's almost, you can see this prophetic parallel there with uh, Zerubbabel and the temple, the second temple. Of course, we know the Lord's making a temple, you know, because it says a temple made without hands. But the foundation was laid, and then there was a delay in the temple and the rebuilding, and then it was finished promptly afterwards. And you see the same thing echoed. In Scripture, into the New Testament, we have Jesus Christ, the foundation, the chief cornerstone, that being laid, a delay, and then the completion. And I think it's really awesome because, you know, Scripture is so, so full of beautiful imagery, and it talks about how, you know, we're living stones being made and fitly joined together in the body, and and we're just tents right now, you know, and we're, we're all eagerly waiting to put off this tent. And I know that... Spiritually speaking, we kind of see this, and I'll bounce this idea off you, Bob and Kevin, because it was something I was reading and I thought was kind of interesting, because I I tend to, what the Lord's kind of taught me and shown me, was looking for patterns in Scripture. And when I seen that that pattern of the the wilderness, the period of four day trials, testing the spiritual wilderness, but we with Jesus though in the body of Christ, we see He went before us, right? I believe it's John 3, when he goes into the Jordan, the descent, and then he comes up and immediately says the Spirit leads him into the wilderness for that period of 40. But we being in the body, right, he overcame everything, and we are overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. But one thing I started noticing recently, outside of us being tents, and of course the tabernacling, that spiritual picture of the tabernacling, the Holy Spirit within our tense right is um i was looking at this other thing and when we seen in the exodus the judgments right that came through the plagues we seen that it was a judgment on the gods the little g gods of egypt and um, i thought this was really interesting i'll see what you guys think about this when i was looking at that i was like wow in every story where there's a period of 40 you have this 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 revealing right because in the judgment in the exodus you had this picture shown that these little g gods were not gods at all right they were all shown to be false gods then we have elijah right just before fleeing into the wilderness he does in first uh, kings 18 he goes and calls out the prophets of baal which i am like 1000% <laughs> In belief now that Baal worship is actually climate change, and um, it's just a repackaged, rebranded form, mm-hmm. and it they were called out right, and then the, we have the the same typology, same prophetic pattern. It's and then he fleeing into the wilderness, and then we even have it with John the Baptist, right? He calls out the Pharisees, you you brood of vipers, you know, and Jesus Christ was the deliverance, right? And I believe we're actually seeing that again today with, if I'm not sure if you guys, or I'm sure everyone is aware of this, but how much 
of the truth has now surfaced to the top. So all these once things that were worshipped have been now exposed to be these false little G gods, these these sick celebrities and the things that they do. I mean, they were once worshipped as stars. I mean, why would they choose stars, right? And there's just, you know, and the, the climate change and there's so many different little G gods that in this final hour has been revealed to be these fake phonies, right? But it makes me so excited because every time you see these revealings and the judgments coming down on these little G gods, there's always a deliverance and that ensues. And I cannot wait for the rapture. <laughs> I'm so excited because we can just see the patterns just time after time after time. It's like a, oh, a allegromatic curve. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that or not. Uh, oh, yeah. next... go, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, now you go ahead. I was just going to, okay, I'll go ahead. <laughs> but I'll, then you go. I was going to say real quick that this next revealing is gigantic. This next event is huge. Um, oh, yeah. It, it is, it is the, it is an, a, a major deliverance from what this world is offering. And we, that's why it says, you know, don't be conformed to this world. That's why it says you are not of this world. That's why it says this is not your home. So that's why the Bible says all those things, because it does not want us to linger here. It does not want us to, to stay here forever. This is not our final destination. So when we see these things take place and see these prophecies come true, that this next event that's going to happen and is going to take all of us out of here, uh, thing everything changes at that point. Okay, yeah, everything changes on on, on this world in this world because at that point the the restrainer. The, the, the force that's been restraining this evil for thousands of years is going to be removed. And at that point, the, the Antichrist will assume his role that God has put him in, and there will not be a restraint on evil. I mean, the 144,000 aren't going to restrain it, okay? Yeah. The two witnesses are not going to restrain it either. They're speaking out against it. The 144,000 are witnessing about the truth. The angel is telling people, don't do it. The angel is not not stopping it from happening, okay? Evil is going to reign, and the Antichrist is going to overcome the saints. That's what Revelation says word for word. Yeah. So the, the Antichrist is not going to overcome us during this period of time. The body of Christ is not going to get overcome. We are the overcomers. Yeah. And those who Amen. actually um, die in the, uh, in the tribulation are, uh, and do not take the mark and are killed for their faith are overcoming that system. But the Antichrist in, in that world review, basically, is overcoming them by killing them. And so they will lose their lives. This is a huge difference between what we have now and what we have then. Now we have mankind going after Christians in many countries, and they are killed and persecuted. Yes, that's true. 
But that's way different than a one antichrist mark of the beast system that is worldwide. That is different. See, so there's two different things. But this next big event, this deliverance that you're talking about, Michael, is a is a huge deal. And you want to be on the right side of that. Exactly. And the only way you can be on the right side of that is by being part of the Holy Spirit filled body of Christ. Right. If you are part of that group, you will be taken. And if Mm -hmm. you're not part of that group, you will be left here to to figure it out and and you don't want to be during here during that period of time because uh, bob alluded to it earlier it is going to be bad it is going to be a crazy time more supernatural than you can possibly even imagine i mean demons are going to be manifesting themselves in front of people i mean they're the satan himself is going to be cast down to the earth and it says woe to those inhabitants who are on the earth because the the devil himself has come down and he knows that he has a short time that does not sound good, as Sid Roth would say. That that sounds like a really bad time down here. You don't want to be part of that. And I believe that all of us here that are on this channel, that we all believe that we are going to be taken out of here. And that is a, a blessed hope that Jesus Christ himself is going to descend into the clouds with a voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and he's going to call us up there, and the dead Amen. in Christ is going to rise first. That is the deliverance that you're talking about, Michael. That is Amen. the event yeah. on it the It really is. It really is. Because if it was really solely based upon our merit, I mean, let's face it, when we have God's standards where having anger in your heart towards your brother without cause is murder and looking at a woman to have desire for is committing adultery. I mean, you, it, when your thoughts condemn you to the pit, there ain't, there is no other way. Like it's all Jesus, right? I mean, let's face it. When you have hate in your mind and it's equal to murder. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't outwork that. You can't You know, I see what's happening with this world right now. It's like, I like what Mike's Michael said. That you have all these small G's right now. Right now, the small G's that we're dealing with are human beings. These like the 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 the, uh, the leader of China, uh, Xi Jinping. Okay, uh, North Korea, uh, Kim Jong Un. You know Kim Jong Un and his predecessors. Okay, and people who came before him. Mm-hmm. You know they were treated as gods. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were worshipped. They're human beings, but yet people they 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 got to a point where they. You know, they, they, they herded the people to a point and they took away everything from the people to a point mm-hmm. where they would worship them just so they can eat, just so they can get right. some yeah. water and stay alive and keep their families alive, just so they can get a home. Okay. This is what they're doing right now. Look what's happening all around the world. They're taking away our food. They're taking away our ability to make food, to plant food, to grow food, to process food. They're taking away all of our oil. They're getting rid of all of our cars. They're getting rid of everything that makes it possible to live. If they, everything, yep. if they were able to take away everything that they want to take away right now and wipe it out, we would have 90% of us in this country especially be gone and dead in, within three months. Okay, Talk about having a stranglehold on people so yeah. much that they will go as far, Michael, to worship these people yeah. just so they can get the things that they need. Isn't it 
interesting though how that exact parallel that you're what you're referring to it's like it's the communism right and gov big government wants the communism because they want all your sufficiency to come from them just as we know all our sufficiency comes from god they that's why they want to control your food and where you eat and or where you go to work or where your home is or what you can believe in what you can't believe in because that's literally at the end of the day what they're trying to do they're just playing little gods Right. It's really, it's really disturbing. But, but God is using it for his purpose as well. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. wants to be here anymore who's in the faith? I mean, yeah. it is easier <laughs> and easier to let this world go, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's yeah. why Satan loves communism, because that yeah. is the groundwork he needs to get everybody to worship him. If you get control of him like this and take away all the ways of living so that that way they have to depend on the government for food and all their provisions even with some type of chip, even like some chip or some kind, some, some type of tracking device that you yeah. have to keep on you. And it, they may introduce something like that before the mark of the beast. It mm. could be their mark, but it won't be the mark. Okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll do all that and get the whole world going. We're already seeing, we already seen a beta test with that, with the shots of the arm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. In Brazil, they'd say, Hey, you got you kid, you and your kids got to get this thing or else you lose all your government assistance. Okay, they're doing that in Brazil now, and we're seeing that happening all over the world with this thing. But you know that is going to morph as a stepping stone to the next to the next rung, which is whatever they're going to be introducing, some type of thing in your hand it might be a chip. But when yeah. that chip comes out, it may or may not be the mark because if they, think about it, they put that chip out, but the, the third temple hasn't been built yet. The image hasn't made the declaration. That it should be wor- worship and re- everybody receive the mark that bows down to the image, Revelation chapter thirteen. If that hasn't happened yet. A lot of people are going to be confused. Yeah, okay. it could happen though. And so what I'm saying is, is Satan loves communism because it's the perfect groundwork, the perfect foundation he needs for when he shows up. Is a hey great everybody is forced to worship the government. Great, all I got to yeah. do now is kind of move the government out of the way. Worship yeah. me. Take well, my yeah. word. Do know that, that, that later on yeah. down the road, that people are going to wish they could die and they won't be able to. That's, yeah, that's how crazy it's going to get. Consider that. Yeah. But the, I mean, that's not happened yet. Okay. Where, oh, yeah. where people are going to wish that they can die because they're being tormented by things and they won't be able to. I mean, so. They've obviously done something, right, Bob? They've done something to manipulate themselves into a state of of uh, well, unable to die, um, and that is such a weird thing to think of. This promise yeah. of eternal life, which is basically the, the the original promise from Satan himself, saying you're going to be just like him um, if you do that, and. And no, you will not die. Um, the simple fact is, is that this is feels like it's going to be the same kind of promise, right? Take yeah. this, and you will not die. Yeah. Uh, or you should be are, as gods. Yeah, they're going to be as gods, right? That's what these yeah. people are doing right now, though. They yeah. see we're going to be like gods. I think Elon Musk said that we are going to be like gods. We are going to get become one with machine. And we are going to become like gods. And so since AI is coming and we don't want to be destroyed by AI, then we must become part of it. 
Yeah. And that sounds like a recipe for disaster, like an iron mixed with clay type of moment, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it, it makes you think, like, how do you get from point A to point B in such a way? <laughs> and just thinking about what Bob was saying earlier, yeah, it's all these systems. These It shows you that this is all orchestrated. The devil has yeah. his hand in all this. It's all orchestrated. It's like the frog in the in the pot of water that's boiling. It's right. these little inter- intermediary steps going from your alpha to your beta test and so on and so forth to the point to where when the system is rolled out, no longer people are going to be like, oh, well, this is strange that I have to you know swipe my hand in front of this kiosk to get something. They've already been predictively programmed. They've been conditioned for this, but using you know the little RFI or RFID chips in the cards now, and it's it's not a big deal. But if you were to try to do that sixty years ago, <laughs> it would have been a big deal. Not to mention the technology wasn't there. But the fact is, it's been a it's been a progressive, exponentially yeah. progressive process that has really put people in a bad way. And I think, like what Bob was saying, I believe it was you, Bob, that said it that. But God's going to use it for good. Because no one wants to be here now. And there's a lot of people who are seeing this. And it's because it's increased in its satanic nature. All these different shows, halftime shows and Grammys where they're openly worshiping the devil. It's really waking a lot of people up. So thank Jesus for yeah. his hand of restraint. It's true. But it's not, it's, it's, it's not getting better. It's going down this road where we can see where mm-hmm. it's going. And look at Jesus himself said, like, you know, that he needs to return. Otherwise, there'll be no flesh that will survive. I know. That's no flesh will be saved. So speaking of no flesh being saved here, Robin has a question. How will we be able to discern the difference between the real rapture and the fake rapture as portrayed <laughs> in Project Bluebeam? Well, the real rapture would call would cause you to be caught up to the cloud. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, you have Perfect. to call the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. You, I'll tell you what. When this happens, and they will do this, I will put a video up. We'll all put videos. <laughs> hey, still here. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're <laughs> going to do this, and I'm glad Robin brought this up because yeah. we're already seeing them getting this thing going with the uh, the uh, fake UFOs that they've been shooting yeah. down. Well, you got to yeah, remember. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually working on a project right now on, on my channel to address these kinds of things, and I think it's going to be really cool. By the grace of God, when it, I get it out finally, but uh, yeah, there's well, there's there's going to be some great deceptions going on. Whether I, I tend to believe that, you know, if you're asking this question, you're probably not going to be. <laughs> to be a part of the the deception aspect of it all it's really going to be the ones who are left behind that aren't going to know and um, if they do decide to do a fake rapture that i don't know now most of the world like new age talks about aliens coming and taking people and to reform them and re-educate them now um this was actually what i found out was believe it or not does it does anyone you guys know familiar with star trek i'm sure gene roddenberry he actually wrote a book about basically the exact same thing as project bluebeam before project bluebeam and it's the eerily similarities between Project Bluebeam and Gene Roddenberry's. I mean, we got Space Force now, guys. That has the the Star Trek emblem and Starfleet. And remember the whole premise of his book and the original book, which eventually he had to make a book and not a movie because they wouldn't accept it at the time, became the premise for the motion picture and first contact. Whereas the there was a nuclear war 
quickly followed by first contact of an alien race to bring peace and security to the inhabitants of the earth. So it's, I mean, we're not going to be here to know if it's going to go that way, but um, there's been some pretty amazingly crazy predictive programmings that I've I've since discovered that I've assembled together, but it'll be very interesting to talk okay. about. Let me lay down some truth. Okay. Let me lay down the truth. Is it possible to get raptured when you're in a tunnel or, or a cave? Yes, of course. I mean, the material stuff is not going to mean anything to a glorified body. So um, just remember, Jesus went uh, in the midst of them. The door was not opened. He came through a wall. Okay, so listen, it, let me lay down some truth here. Harpazo, rapture. That is a force that's outside of the person being taken that actually goes and violently slash, snatches them out. Violence meaning not hurt but just like quick and grabbing and taken. Okay. Yep. So I can tell you this, God is not going to allow you to be taken by some alien force. Okay. That's just not going to happen. How will you know the difference between project blue beam and the rapture? If project blue beam happens before the rapture, well, you're not going to be taken up in project blue beam, but you're going to be taken up in the rapture. Mm -hmm. That's just straight up. Simple truth. Could there be some people that are taken up somehow during a Project Bluebeam thing? Sure, it's very possible. But those are all part of the. Uh, all, those people would all be part of that whole thing. Yeah, we all be part of that decision. Okay, so there's no hope for them. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's no hope for them. But you, you will not be taken until yeah. God is ready to take you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you got listen, God is not going to be, oh, God, like, oh, my gosh, Project Blooming started. Oh, wait a minute. I'm too late. This person was taken. Oh, I can't take him now. Oh, come on now. This we, mm -hmm. we, we worship a perfect God. OK, the, the simple fact is, is that whether it be before or after the rapture, this blue beam thing, you don't need to concern yourself with that. You don't need to be saying, oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is there. Oh, let's go find him over here or there. When he descends with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, you're going to know it. Okay? And there's going to be no mistaking that. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And you're going to be taken. Amen. And you're going to be changed as well. So believe me, there's a lot going on during that little rapture period of time. There's a lot going on. So you're not going to be mistaken about what's going on. What about eating? See his question here. Whenever we're raptured and get our glorified bodies, are we <laughs> going to be vegan? You know, I always wondered that. I, was like, I don't think we're going to be killing animals and eating. I don't think there's going to be, uh, you know, a chicken factory up, up in heaven. Yeah, but it, will it be like Star Trek where you're like, you just go up to the machine and you're just like. A little replicator. I want a, a filet <laughs> and it's like, bring, there it is. Yeah. Thank you. You know, yeah. it didn't come from it. Didn't you didn't go slaughter an animal or anything like that? It just uh, manifested in front of you from you know out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah weren't eating animals or flesh or anything like that. So evidently, what they were eating was sufficient. So evidently, it would be plants, fruits, and stuff like that. I don't think we will have to eat to sustain ourselves. Okay, we can eat. Yeah, yeah, as an enjoyment. Yeah. But we won't. We like. Let's say if I didn't want to eat for two thousand years, I can do that. Well, this is what we do know, though, is that Jesus 
Jesus made them breakfast of something. I mean, yeah. probably, I mean, you think it was probably some fish or something. So that's I what mean, I always thought. <laughs> you know, so that's what I always thought too. So mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, and you'd think that Jesus probably part, partook with them as well. So, but here's the thing: is that like Bob says, we you won't have to eat to like sustain your your body. You're you're. I mean, if you're in an immortal state, there's no decay. So there's there's no there's there's no you don't have to like you know feed yourself to like there's to keep your body going. I mean your body is immortal at that point. Now will we eat? Probably. I I would think so. I mean I, I think, think so. a lot of us enjoy eating a lot of, enjoy the taste of food, but I got to think that the taste is going to be even just uh, even more amazing and the smell Heavenly. and the colors and uh, the sight. Yes. Like everything's yes. going to be just uh, the aroma of of a bread in heaven just smells so good. Man, I tell you, I had a dream, Kevin, once, and uh, there was this little little pastry sitting on a shelf, and I, I opened it up, and I took a bite, and it was so good. I've never tasted anything on earth like it. This would make a cat crack, at least it did me. And I was like, man, this is amazing. What is this? I was like, I just can't get over this flavor. It was so powerful. And I closed the lid on the little box. I pulled it out, and it said, heavenly bread written. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, this is some awesome stuff. And I woke up. I mean, I've never had a dream where I tasted anything in my life up to that point, and I never have ever since. And Man, I was like, man, if food's going to be like this in heaven, we're in for a real treat. Well, we someone mentioned for a real treat. feeding of the 5,000, right? So those fish weren't caught. I mean, those fish just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Tested those fish. Yeah. So, I mean, those were, that was like a Star Trek moment, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I need 5,000 fish for people. <laughs> Boom, there it is. <laughs> it would be so awesome. Like, yeah. Beamed, beamed inside the baskets. I mean, so. Yeah. Listen, uh, do do we have to be vegan in 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 heaven? I, I don't know. I, I I doubt it. That's that's my personal opinion. Is I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have, we're not gonna have to depend on food. Just like we won't have to sleep. All right, really, man. It's you know it's just gonna be so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I really wish it would come faster. You know, but what about people who really like to eat meat and enjoy a steak and, and, and God's going to be like, sorry, buddy, never again for eternity. I don't know. I mean, you know, could you imagine Jesus barbecuing steak? I can actually, I can see him barbecuing some steak, you know, it's like, Hey, you want a steak? And it's like, Jesus made it. I'll take it. It's probably perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus, you know, when he showed him his glorified body after the resurrection, he ate the fish and the honey. So we yeah. know he's definitely eating. So eating is possible in it and it's to be enjoyed. I think the sushi up there is gonna be really good, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. You know the angels the angels also ate with Lot, Sodom and Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Very good point. Yeah. So they, well, they ate, ate with uh, Abraham as well. Yep. Abraham and Lot. Beforehand, and probably the pre-incarnate Jesus himself. So it's interesting thought here. So that means that we can come back here to, to the earth and eat whatever we want with no pre- repercussions. You understand that the angels and Jesus were eating the food on this planet. Yeah. So that means, do we get full? It's so interesting. Will <laughs> I get full, or do I just? You know, and of course, I know you won't have to do a number one or number two because the Bible. That's here. right. No, you know, can you imagine being Adam the first time they, they sinned, the first time they fell? 
you know, and when the first time he had to do a number two, okay, <laughs> what's, what's this feeling I'm getting? Oh, <laughs> you know, oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it's, it, whatever it's going to be, Bob, we're, we're going to be able to eat and we're going to be able to have a good time and, uh, and we're not going to have to, we're not going to have any problems with weight or overeating or, or under eating or any of that stuff. So, I mean, those, those, those worries will be in the past. Uh, I don't think we're going to need to worry about it. All I know is that there's people who love to cook, right? I mean, like my mom, she loves to cook. My grandmother loved to cook. It's like, can't take that away from them. I guarantee you they'll be cooking. I mean, they're going to find something to cook up there. And, uh, you know, there's going to be massive feasts. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just it, listen. It, we can't even imagine how awesome it's going to be. All, all, all I know, guys, is I feel the same way as you. Is like Maranatha. You know, let's let's get this show on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I just seen a church sign sitting out in front of uh, going down the road, and it said Maranatha Church. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Maranatha. Yes. Let's, we're let's all feeling this. it, right? I mean, it's like yeah. you know, the, the sooner the better. Let's get up there and have some, and have a have a feast and. Let's watch these seals get opened and and praise the Lord and sing some songs and I mean oh, listen to the to the millions and the billions of choir and then the angels. Oh my goodness, it's going to be just amazing. I mean, it's going to take a glorified body just to withstand <laughs> all of that, you know, just to take it in. Otherwise, we'd probably just explode. It would oh, be exactly. probably not. <laughs> we would not it's be like pretty. the Ark of the Covenant. You look inside there, and you're like, your face starts. Coming <laughs> out, you know? It's like you need to be glorified to hear this. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. So much peace. Don't have to worry about all the crap that we're oh. dealing with down here. Don't yeah. have to worry about lock. They got lock your doors at night. We won't have night. You know, it's interesting. Do we have daytime and nighttime up there? I don't think so. No, no. There's not going to be because there's going to be yeah. the glory of God coming from the temple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, from inside the, the the kingdom. I mean, how amazing is that going to be? And it's mm. going to just shoot outward. We won't have to lock a door, Bob. Could you imagine that? I mean, in all Man. these mansions, right, in New Jerusalem, and then we're not going to have to lock a door. I mean, it's not like you yeah. don't have the key. You don't even have to have <laughs> keys anymore. There's no more keys or nothing. Your transportation. I wonder if they're even going to have doors. Yeah. Oh, wait, look at my life. is great. I can only go on Tuesdays. No, none of that. I mean, it's going to be just like, hey, Bob, you want to travel to this other side of the inner? Oh, yeah. Boom, we're there. How's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, travel by thought. That's going to be – that'd be pretty that'd, awesome. That'd be, that'd be interesting. I'll, I'll, Kevin will be something, do something like, hey, I want to take you somewhere. You're going to love it. You yeah. snap your finger that we end up in the center of Jupiter. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you like me now? What do you think about this place, man? Like, How do you like this, Bob? I like to leave. <laughs> All right, and I'll be like, okay, boom, and I'll take you to the real place. You'll be like, wow. <laughs> actually, it would be kind of oh, cool. I, actually, I would love to go there without dealing with all the uh, – be kind of cre- it'd be kind of eerie, not creepy. But, you the know, pressure? Like, you got to remember that, hey, I'm immortal. I can yeah. stand here and be fine. Right. But I think I'm getting used to get caught in a black hole. Hey, let's go through this black hole, Michael. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that'd be so we'll awesome. be able to do it without even like considering it it'll just be like oh yeah it's like i'm not gonna get torn apart i've already gone through 12 black holes today <laughs> yeah man it's that's just gonna cool. be something else i tell you i think about that stuff all the time and it really gives it gives me hope and motivation and excitement about 
the the joy that is to come in the Lord, you know, and it's like, wow, what's it going to be like, you know? And I think that's so good for us to do because sometimes if we if we have our focus too much on the things of this world and what's going on, unless you're using it to get hyped up about how close we're coming to the end, but sometimes it's hard not to fall into the that snare of the enemy when when you see so much suffering and you have the love of God in you and you're just like, oh, you know, this is just not cool, you know. So to have that balance and and turn and start looking at Scripture and then just start thinking like, wow, God did all these awesome things and we can see the feast days like Kevin was talking about. I mean, some of these feasts were multiple days, you know. And can you imagine what it's going to be like in heaven doing this? I mean, think about we it. Talk about I don't want to I don't want to say parties, but I mean, let's face it, it's going to be pretty cool. And I have a feeling that it'll be something that obviously we never could even imagine. Yeah, I but think I think midnight, I think the midnight chocolate buffet is going to be open always. <laughs> I, I just I just don't think it's going to ever close. I think that it's going to it's going to be there. I think that I don't know. I, I just I am so excited about ultimately getting up there, not having to listen to virtue signalers or watch yeah. any of that stuff, not having to suffer through the just what's going on here in this world. Yeah, it's like half, that's and, like half of it for me is like not having to suffer through that anymore. It's like exactly of, of hearing of hearing just utter junk, of hearing when you, nonsensical junk all the time, all the time, all the time, and just going. That is that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. That's terrible, you know. And then just keep on, but you hear it, and it's just pushed at you all the time. And you're like, when will this stop? <laughs> you yeah. know, when? Yeah. When can this please stop. Oh, I mean, it's 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 bad. And but the one thing it helps to, and you know how we're called to endure, right? And the endurance yeah. isn't to be saved, but it's just to be patiently and wait for the Lord's return. Ah, and the one of the saints. Yeah. And it's so, it's so awesome because I'll give you a personal story that may be able to help you understand this concept of, of having that joy in the Lord and thinking about our blessed hope. When I was going through, uh, the army and we had certain training and stuff like that that was just it was hell on earth you know and you're going through the suck i remember when i first joined i was going through basic combat training guys i had tried to detox by going into the military i didn't exercise i didn't train and i stopped using alcohol and drugs as I went off to basic combat training. So I was in the worst physical shape possible and having the worst withdrawals possible. And when I got there, I had so many, before this was before I was born again, I had so many God moments, though, that, man, it was just so amazing. And um, one thing, though, that I always remembered, we would go on these ridiculously long road marches, right, these rock marches. You have all this heavy gear on, and you're just trudging away, you know, for hours and hours and hours, going 25, 30 kilometers. And um, during it, you know, your body's hurting, you're shifting the weight around back and forth. And I, I don't know how other guys got through it, but I would think about the joy at the end, seeing my daughter, my family, my friends. And I tell you, I would have entire movies in my mind as I'm just mindlessly grunting through the suck, through the sand. I would just think about that joy that laid ahead. And 
man, what now looking back, I'm like, wow, Lord, that totally makes sense. That's you want us to be hopeful and to have that joy and that that expectation of His return and how exciting it's going to be to have fellowship so we can all iron sharpening iron and to have that kind of joy because as we're going through this journey, let's face it, it's not all a, a bed of roses for some of us. It's like a bed of thorns and razor wire, but. At the end, we can just think about the end and the Lord is getting us through and it really helps keep you motivated and endure in that aspect. That's a great point and a great point to end that. So that's a great place, great place to close it out. You know, we're not going to be here that much longer. You know, and one nice thing today, we didn't, we didn't get into any politics or nothing like that. So I think I could leave this video up on YouTube. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's a great point, though. You know, everybody has their own bed that we got lying right now. And it's a temporary bed. Okay. That yeah. trumpet's going to go off soon. And it doesn't look like we have a whole lot of time left at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Especially the condition of the world right now. So with that being said, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching tonight. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Brother Bob Hagen. He had to leave earlier. Uh, thank you, Greg, for allowing me to run your operation here, which I didn't do that great of a job. was missing a lot of the bells and whistles, but, <laughs> hey, we muddled our way through it. I, it was a great <laughs> show. I thought it was a great show. Yeah. So yeah. With that being said, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. And if we don't see you next week, we'll see you in the air. Amen. 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 All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.